0: the Lake podcast <laughs> My name is James Strong, joined once again by my co-host Cody Tanner. Cody, how you doing on this fine Monday evening?
1: James, I am fantastic. I'm feeling well rested. I've slept most of the day, working overnights again. Gotta love it. Um nah. But I'm doing all right, James. How are you, my good sir? Man, I'm doing good
0: now. Uh, running your old route tomorrow. So uh, Ooh. that'll be a fun. Oh, it'll be an easy in. day
1: no that's Um, tuesday never mind i lied it's too i thought it was wednesday nope you're in for uh, nope
0: and it goes a lot further than it used to we're well into ohio now so yeah it'll be a fun day i'll get plenty of hours so i'm not not worried about it because in the end i'm paid hourly so hey good
1: to go take your time and the school season's almost over so i don't know if tomorrow's a school day for you we don't we're not going to discuss what school you go to because that's too much information all of them like 10 of them yeah now there's (laughs) six or seven it's that entire school district but it's not too bad yeah except that one school anyways we're gonna move on uh today is gonna be sharing my uh first mock draft uh we're excited for that um gonna be looking at some Steelers news and actually uh division news as well before we get started into my draft so real quick we're gonna go over this first topic Ravens the division rival the team that doesn't want to pay their quarterback paid a wide receiver who didn't play all of last year. OBJ uh, yeah. signed with the Ravens big money deal. I think it's like 18 million up to 18 million uh, yeah. up to yeah. for one up year. To big money.
0: Yeah, which means that there's going to be a lot of incentives built into this. Uh, some not likely to be earned stuff, uh, which means, hey, if he catches this many balls, this many touchdowns, gets to the Pro Bowl, we win a Super Bowl, that kind of stuff. That's all built into it. Um, every now and then you get a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster who it's all. Of them. Yeah, but you <laughs> got to have a quarterback throwing in the ball. So yes, we'll see yes. what happens here. You really got to think that this is a move by Baltimore to try to entice Lamar to come back, but that's not going to do it. That's no, not- he All he cares about is the guaranteed money. Of the-
1: yeah. It's not going to, it's not going to matter at all. So I'm very intrigued to see what happens with that moving forward. Maybe they trade up in the draft to try and get a quarterback. I, I would, I would, it would be a laughing moment for me if they trade up to three to try and draft a quarterback. Cause they'd have to give up a lot. Um, so we because
0: yeah, were, we're in like the low 20s or yeah, like 24s. Like, yeah, That's they're like, somewhere yeah. down there. So <laughs> yeah, it would take them a lot. You're right, like three three first rounders probably to get that high.
1: easily. So we'll see what happens there. Uh Pittsburgh, we did re- get released some contract information for three guys that were signed, James. Yes, yeah,
0: some important news. Uh so we knew that Keon O'Neill, Zach Gentry, and uh Mr. Braden Fihoko all got their deals. What we didn't know was what was the money involved. Keanu Neal was the one that got paid the best out of the three of them, a two-year deal totaling at $4.25 million. Uh, So not a backbreaker by any means, a little over $2 million a year on the average. Um, And I think they structured it in a manner that they can get out of it after the first year if need be. Not that they're real worried about getting out of paying $2 million to somebody because they're not. Uh, So right now he would still be slated as the starting strong safety, I would think um zach gentry got a little over 1.2 mil not quite 1.3 it was somewhere in between the two i didn't write down the exact number but uh it was more than what the minimum would have been yeah with the minimum signing bonus which is 152,000.
1: listen gentry if you're a little if you're a little ocd about your numbers and the being between 1.2 1.3 is making you upset i'll take the difference between the two gladly okay, okay. yeah
0: yeah, yeah, a good 400,000 or something. I'll right? take it, I'll take
1: it, I'll take it. it's <laughs> yeah, <that's> fine. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I think most importantly about this, that that leaves the uh, the little brotherly union that's going on there between Pat, Pat Fryermuth and Zach Gentry 100. That's a that bromance. and a gets half to stay together for another year. I, I saw uh, people... you never know, man.
1: Did you see the whole memes where he's holding up, Pat's holding up the sign, and it says Gentry's back or something? Yeah. They were yeah. loving it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're having fun with it as they should. Uh, that means they get to, uh, to, to pal around town and do grilling and chilling one more year uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: So. I'm going to reach out to Pat and, and Zach on social media to see if we can't get him on the show. I'm just, I'm just taking a yeah. shot. Those are two guys that I feel like if they got the okay from the, the whoever they needed to in the in the office. Yeah, their agent. yeah they'd mm-hmm. do it. They'd do it in a heartbeat. We'll talk about it. Anyways, last contract, uh, Mr. Fihoku, 980000 dollars That was a quote from Mike Tomlin. Um no, no.
0: No, there's a Tomlin quote. That has nothing oh, to do with Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. 980000 dollars though. Yeah. Yeah. 980 was the veteran minimum uh, according to Mr. Fehoko, he said he had about three or four different teams that had offered him, and there were multiple reasons as to why he chose the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, number one was scheme fit. He wanted to play in a 3-4 defense. Okay. He felt that his skills are better suited for a 3-4 uh, than they are for a 4-3. Um, and I had a quote, and I'm hoping I can find it, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to or not. Uh, But basically what it said uh, was he talked to Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin told him, big dog, I don't want you stressing about where you're going to go to eat or where you're going to stay or what car you're going to drive or any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. You have any questions, you call me. I'll help you with any of it.
1: That's my coach.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. this this is the stuff that we keep on hearing all these guys. Like we even heard this about uh, Elandon Roberts talking about how he still remembers the interviews he had with coach Tomlin when he came out of, of uh, college ball, like seven years ago. Yep. Uh, these guys are itching at the opportunity to play for coach Tomlin uh, and it's allowing them to get guys in and get them in reasonable too. You're not having to overpay because when they get a choice between some coach they don't even know or Coach Tomlin, who they really love, it's an easy decision for them. Uh, so I just thought that that was pretty neat. I wish I had the uh, exact quote, but you get the idea of yeah. uh, what it was there, including, yes, he called him Big Dog. Big Dog. Uh, so <laughs> that sounds uh, so like a Mike Tomlin thing awesome. to say.
1: That sounds like a Mike yeah. Tomlin thing to say, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, he absolutely it – was, it was an easy decision to uh Braden Fajoko and that was a lot of it right there yeah
1: sweet well short news segment today it's time to talk Steelers draft again so we're gonna give you guys another excuse me we're gonna go over a few more things uh <laughs> <laughs> couple coaches couple coaches real quick yep Steelers <laughs> hired Glenn Thomas as offensive assistant uh he was a former quarterback coach and offensive coordinator for college and pro ball as well um So that's, I don't know much about Glenn Thomas. I I think it's the fact that he's a former player is beneficial or excuse me, former QB coach is beneficial when we have someone that's young, like Kenny Pickett, but I don't know much about him other than that.
0: Yeah. So uh, a former QB coach for Matt Ryan, while he was with the Atlanta Falcons in his career, uh, and then a offensive coordinator at the college level. Okay. Uh, So this is somebody with that play calling experience uh, and the pedigree of having trained a young Matt Ryan and helped him develop into one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL.
1: Do you think this puts pressure on Matt Canada?
0: Uh, I think he's crazy if it doesn't put any pressure on okay, him. Okay, fair. I was just curious. Yeah, i curious your thoughts. They didn't really give him a, a serious title. He's just offensive assistant coach. True. So this is stacking a guy. It's kind of like last year when we saw what they did uh, with the, the now defensive coordinator that was for the, the old Miami Dolphins. Brian watch, Flores? Uh, Flores, yeah. yes. Kind of similar to what they did with Flores. That wasn't a position that existed. They created a position and stacked him onto the roster and said, hey, this is the kind of guy with the kind of talent that we want here. Uh, I think it's a very similar thing here with Glenn Thomas. Uh, and then the second coach that was hired officially, Gerald Alexander, who was a former second-round pick, as a safety in the nfl back in 2007 uh he is officially the assistant defensive backs coach uh, for pittsburgh now apparently he was on the coaching staff last year but wasn't officially on it as far as like the team website
1: yeah probably on a different kind of payroll or something um yeah
0: they just never put him on the on on the list for whatever reason Uh, but apparently there is footage of coaching guys before games last year so he was doing the job already last year just for whatever reason was kind of unofficial at it now he's absolutely official uh and you gotta love the the pedigree of a former second round safety uh you figure he'll probably specialize with the safeties while uh, the defensive backs coach Grady Jackson does the corners and and then you have a secondary coach and Terrell Austin who's a former defensive backs coach and Mike Tomlin who's a former defensive backs coach and you got a lot of guys that can really help mold the, these DBs
1: which is great uh, because that's it's a weak yeah. area on the it's a it's a weak area but it's a growing area on the defense. We have a lot of guys, a lot of names um in that room and potentially more coming in the draft. You never know.
0: Yeah, you got to feel like there's a good chance at both corner and safety. Probably a little stronger chance at corner, uh but I will be surprised if they don't
1: add a safety at some point. Yeah, no clue. No clue what they should do, James. But you know what? We're going to talk about it because now we're getting into the draft. We are getting into uh, my draft, Cody Draft 1.0, and we're going to talk about this. Now, I did do two, but I'm only going to discuss one of them um, because I did want to do one with trades, and this is the one that I wound up doing with trades. Um, So with that being said, when pick 17 rolled around, I saw a, a good cluster of names that still piqued my interest. Joey Porter Jr. was available. Nolan Smith was available. These guys are all there at 17. And I got a trade offer that bumped me down to 24, but it included another draft pick in, I want to say, the second or third round. And I said, absolutely. So I took that trade. And then when 24 came up, I was like, looked at the draft pick. Joey Porter Jr. was gone. uh, (laughs) But Nolan Smith was still there. Nolan Smith, the edge rusher out of Georgia, more than likely going to play middle linebacker in the NFL, depending on if he's in a 4-3 or a 3-4 uh, super fast coming on the edge. He had a four to three, nine 40. So Nolan Smith was my first draft pick for Pittsburgh, uh 24th overall, James, you got anything to say about that?
0: Yeah, he is an absolute freak athlete. Uh, and at 238 pounds, some people are saying he'd probably be a better, better middle linebacker kind of did everything at Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he excelled as an edge rusher. That's where a lot of teams would use him as, as an edge rusher, uh, and a lot of Steelers people think that maybe he would fit best in Pittsburgh as a middle linebacker. I would love to see a guy that highly athletic and that strong in that frame and those ball instincts at middle linebacker. Uh, might be a little bit of a project, but as far as athleticism, football IQ, these kind of things, uh, very high level. So uh, would be a fantastic addition to the defense and possibly kind of almost solve two issues with one player, as far as being able to fill in at outside linebacker, uh, in addition to playing middle linebacker. Yeah.
1: yeah, and so pick 32 came up, and same thing. Uh, there were some names there that intrigued me, and but that I, when you do the draft on ProFootballNetwork.com, it tells you teams that are offering you trades and shows you what their projected trades are. And I kind of scrolled through those, and I was like, I, I don't necess- I didn't necessarily want to accept two trades, but I saw one that intrigued me. Um, it included our 120th overall, but I moved up in that round and I got another, again, third or second or third round pick in that trade. So I went and traded back to 49th overall. And when that rolled around, you know what? To kind of make sure we had all the situations in that linebacker group solved, I went with Jack Campbell from Iowa. Uh, Jack Campbell was still there at 49. So I drafted him. He's 6'5, 249 pounds, uh, ran a 4'6", 40 put up a uh 37.5 inch vert just a freak athlete jack campbell is a freak athlete um not quite as athletic as nolan smith but again this is a day one fill in at uh middle linebacker easy easy in my opinion
0: yeah my big thing on jack campbell you're talking about a huge frame here a six foot five middle linebacker you don't see too many of those Tremaine edmonds. uh yeah tremaine edmonds was up there uh, but yeah, this in the it's the explosive numbers for me. So the four six five forty is a good forty time. It's not slow. It's not lightning fast, but it is a good time you can run with probably ninety five percent of the tight ends running a forty yard dash like that. Um, the vert and the broad were extremely impressive for this guy, which is your short area acceleration, uh, which is gonna allow you to make those moves really quickly, close that gap. Uh, and accelerate and get to the ball carrier, get to the guy that's trying to make that catch, uh, that change direction stuff. That's where that comes into play. Uh, so Jack is a little bit better in coverage than people realize. They just kind of assume that because he's a six foot five, two hundred and forty nine pound middle linebacker that he's a thumper and he's going to specialize against the run. His tape says otherwise. Uh, he's really good in coverage. Yeah. Uh, so I like the opportunity of a guy like that. Uh, and what he might be able to do. And I think he'd be just fine against the run, uh, but I think people would be really surprised with how many passes he breaks up and maybe even intercepts uh, if he were given the opportunity.
1: Yeah, so again, was very intrigued by that trade offer. And I, excuse me, I didn't trade for 49. 49 was something Pittsburgh already had. Um, but Correct. I did trade I did trade back out of 32 as well. Um, so then I, I dropped down. I, I actually... Also had 53. So I went from 49 to 53. Um, And at 53, I saw an offensive tackle that I was excited to see. And you know what? I wanted to stick with my name. I I got Cody from North Dakota State. Uh, 6'5", 302 pounds. Why are you laughing at me? The man looks like he's freaking jolly all the time. He's missing the front (laughs) teeth. Um, Cody Mock. Cody Mock for the mock draft. You know what I'm saying? 29 reps on the bench of the combine. Fantastic numbers there. Uh, ran a 5.08 40 yard dash, not again, not blazing speed, not slow by any means. Oh, yeah, Wyoming, not That's slow. Good. Um, so yeah. this was a guy that I think could come in and potentially be day one play depending on beating out people. And in, in I think he'd have to beat people out in training camp and in preseason, but again, he'd have the time to do it because those markdowns are only after the last preseason game now. So yeah. We'll see what happens it.
0: with that. That's it. He would get tons of playing time in the preseason, no doubt about that. Uh, the only question mark on Cody Mock is the arm length. A lot of people are projecting 32 him. 32 and 3 the, uh, Yeah. They're Some projecting like him as a guard or center most likely at the NFL level due to the lack of arm length. Yeah. Uh, but he was excellent at that senior bowl. Uh, so played all three positions, tackle, guard, and center at that game. Uh, and looked comfortable in all of them. So Worst case scenario, if you can't get him on the field as a tackle because the length is an issue, this might be a guy that would be an upgrade over Mason Cole at center.
1: Yeah, and I drafted him with the mindset that the arms, the strength would would counteract the arm size, and that he'd be able to make that position fit in the NFL. Because the very next pick that I had was three picks later at pick 56, and I went with a guard from TCU, Mr. Steve Avila. Uh, Steve Avila, six three and a half, 33 inch long arms. Uh, 332 pounds, he ran a 5'2", 140, put up 28 reps on the bench. Very similar uh, bench press-wise with a little bit longer arms than Cody. And then again, 29.5 on the vert and 8.2 on the broad jump. For a guy 6'3", three, 330 pounds, that's some explosiveness out of him. And I wanted to kind of shore up that offensive line. Now again, this I was looking at what was available when I made this pick, and I just wasn't convinced And a few other things. And I was hoping some other players would fall to my next draft pick, which we'll get to in a minute.
0: Yeah, yeah, big mauler of a guard. Uh, So some capability, he does have some experience at center also. Uh, So we got a couple guys with guard slash center capability here uh, early on. uh, And you're shoring up this offensive line in in a a pretty extravagant manner with some dense, strong
1: dudes. Yeah, so now um, we went defense twice, offensive line twice, and I came up again We're next pick is 61 so I had 49, 53, 56, and 61.
0: That's still in the second round, still right? Still in 61, the, second the second round. round? Yeah.
1: Still in the I loaded up on that second round with yep. some of these yeah, trades.
0: There's a lot of talent in that second and third round this year. So if you can do this sort of thing, man, you might be able to fill five or six holes. So Easily. I like the strategy here.
1: Easily. I did, I and I don't think I gave up any future picks in future rounds. This was all this, yeah. this, uh, this pick as well. And I wish this mock draft simulator would tell you that Trades you did, but that's okay. Um, but at 61, I went with defensive mind. I thought, you know, we have a lot of decent corners, but not really anyone with speed uh to keep up with the likes of Jamar Chase and some of these guys that were gonna need help from minka Fitzpatrick over top. So I went with Tyreek Stevenson, cornerback out of Miami. Uh six foot, 198 pounds, 32 and 3/8 inch long arms. Ran a 44540 uh with a four-four-one twenty-yard shuttle as well. 10-5 on the broad, very um it's explosive good. in that way as well. So this shores yeah. up the cornerback room, gets us a little bit of help there. Uh there's I think there's still a free agent that we're waiting on, correct? That isn't signed. Am I thinking correctly? No, Cam Sutton's gone. Not sure. And Levi yeah. Wallace is yeah. signed.
0: Gone. Yeah, they yeah, he's under contract for okay, so yeah, then as, then we're good. A fellow year So yeah, yeah, that would help shore up that unit. Uh we need a, we need to get a corner in the first couple of rounds in this draft class. Extremely important, you know, and, and a lot of people are trying to get one in that first round. You know what? If it doesn't fall that way, have one in the second or third round that's got high potential yep. and good size. And I like the idea here. You got good size on this guy, uh, good speed. Just coach him up, right?
1: Yep. That's all you can do. So we'll see what happens with him. I, I wanted to address that cornerback position. Then you know what, James, I was thinking, you know, we... we that that secondary still needs a little help. So when I dropped down to pick <laughs> overall 80, I went with a safety. I went with Jordan Battle out of Alabama. Uh, six foot one, 209 pounds. He ran a four, five, five, 40, put up 17 reps on the bre- bench, which wasn't horrible for uh, a guy his size, 32 inch long arms. Um, I, I would have liked to see him break 20, but again, Jordan Battle, someone that I think could come in and potentially, I believe he might be, I don't know what safety position he's favored in, or would play in the pros? Um, yeah, I think more strong safety. So I think you did the right thing. He'd here. fix here. I
0: think he's a good fit. You could you could have him competing with Keon or Neil straight out of the gate. Might be talented enough to beat Keon and Neil and be your starting safety year one. Uh, if not, probably would be year two. So yeah, uh, good selection. That's a, that's the Alabama kid, wasn't Alabama? It? Correct. Yeah, yeah. So he was back there with Brian Branch, where mm-hmm. Brian lined up kind of all over the place, mostly as a nickel slot corner a little bit of free safety battle was deep all the time. Yep. Uh, so,
1: so then I dropped down to pick one Oh three. Um, and you know what? I, I wanted to sure. I shirt up the, the middle of the defense. I shirt up the back of the defense. I wanted to sure up the front of the defense. And so we went with a defensive tackle out of Wisconsin. Uh, the, the lovely home of TJ watt and the watt family. Uh, and I wanted to stick with Keanu. Keanu Benton, baby. <laughs> Keanu Benton, uh, From right. Wisconsin. 6'4", 309 pounds, 508 on the 40-yard dash with 25 reps on the bench with 33, inch, or 33 and 7 eighths inch long arms. Uh, he 25 reps on the bench isn't bad when you got to put it that far. So no. I'll no. take that. And 6'4", no. 6'4", that frame moving at 309, or 309 pounds at 508, I'll take that any day. Yeah. Um, yeah. It sure is up the yeah, offensive like line, that for one. sure. Yeah, the defensive line, Excuse That is me.
0: one of my favorite picks of yours thus far into this draft class. Keanu Benton is fantastic. To get him that late uh, would be an absolute steal, in my opinion. This is somebody who would be your starting nose tackle day one and can contribute as a nickel defensive lineman on uh, the interior, give you some pass rush ability too. Uh, so a versatile defensive lineman, stout enough to be that nose tackle, uh, versatile enough to give you some pass rush juice, too. Keanu Benton is a very solid scheme fit for Pittsburgh uh, in what they need on that defensive front still.
1: Yeah, and I know that you guys just uh, heard James. Is that a third-round pick? Yeah, 103?
0: 103. Okay. So, to keep track of all the rounds, too. <laughs> so, So this was the
1: fun part, James. This was the fun part of this draft. I yeah. traded up, and I got a lot of these picks. I gave up the pick at 120, and I yeah. had to sit there from 103, and I had to wait for 234. Uh it was a long
0: wait. Four, fifth, sixth round picks. It was <laughs> a long
1: wait. Right. Um, but that you know, was a what? Fall, yeah. I felt like I addressed a lot. I got a lot of quality potential starters in those first three rounds. But and I know you guys just heard James say that was his mo- that was his most favorite pick of this draft, but you know what? I bet you this one was even better. Sitting at 234, <laughs> Brenton yes! Strange from Penn yes! State, tight end. Um, six, forward, 253 pounds, ran a four, seven flat 23 reps on the bench with 31 and one8 inch long arms. Uh, this is a guy that isn't, I don't think he's going to immediately fight to, for playing time. I think he would easily be the third string tight end, but Pittsburgh's going to run three tight end sets and they're not going to have to throw, uh, Connor Hayward out there, especially if we don't bring back Derek Watt. If you want to start using, uh, Hayward at, in the fullback position, whatever's going to happen there. Um, This draft is, or this pick specifically is assuming they don't bring back Derek Watt and they start transitioning Connor Hayward into that fullback position and that utility position, quite frankly, because that's what he is. Um, He's able to do a lot of things. So this frees up, this draft pick specifically, A, frees up um, Connor Hayward to move to different positions, and it solidifies your depth at the tight end position for at least four years uh, with the two Penn State guys playing side-by-side. So, Yeah, yeah,
0: I would love this personally. I think I've made that note in previous mocks already (laughs) that I like Brandon Strange a little bit, a little bit. His biggest weakness is the arm length, but when you watch him as a blocker, he's a very good blocker. He has a good ability to drive his opponent backwards. Uh, Dense individual and was the strongest tight end at the Combine. Most reps out of all the tight ends uh, that attended the Combine. So that tells you something about him being pro-ready. Um, One of my favorite things about Brenton Strange is that when people hit him, he doesn't go down. He's one of those dudes that defenders kind of bounce off of him and he keeps going forward. Just like I love that about Fryermuth, that is a common gene that he has Brenton Strange. Just dudes that are dense uh, and just keep on getting you extra yards after the catch. So love that about him. And I think worst case scenario, if somehow his arm length becomes too much of an issue for him at the tight end position. Slide him inside the fullback, and who would be one of the best butt kicking fullbacks in the entire NFL, with probably some of the best hands of any fullback in the NFL.
1: Yeah, so excited to see what happens if we happen to get Brenton Strange, and we'll see if this works. Uh, now, my last draft pick was two forty one, uh, so the last pick that we have in the seventh round. And I felt like I had addressed a lot, James. I got both inside mm-hmm. and outside potential linebackers. I got defensive nose tackle. I got cornerback and safety. I got offensive potential tackle guard and center, depending on how you look at the guys. And I got a tight end. We don't need a cornerback right now, although I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh drafts one. Uh, oh, with with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren in the backfield, I would not be shocked if we draft a running back. Um quite frankly, at all. I think that they could get one, an undrafted guy again, or potentially free agent, whatever, depending on who's available. Uh, So I felt like I did a lot. And I felt like, you know what? Deontay Johnson, still a question mark. We don't know what's happening with Calvin Austin. And so I went wide receiver, and I got Elijah Higgins from Stanford. Uh, Big body guy, 6'3", 235 pounds. Ran a 4.54 at the combine. uh, 10.6 on the broad, 35-inch vert. This was a guy that I thought could potentially come in and uh, be a jump ball guy. Very similar to how we what we wanted to get out of Chase Claypool, uh, but we just didn't. He didn't exactly always high point the ball, but at 6'3 frame, uh, I hope this guy can come in and do that. And it kind of gives you some deep threat potential, maybe not necessarily speed-wise, but size-wise, some red zone potential, some fades to the corner of the end zone. Uh, same thing we kind of have with George Pickens right now
0: yeah i like it give us a another big body wide receiver you know if it doesn't work on the outside throw him in a slot and a guy that you can help move the sticks with yep Uh, so i think wide receiver is one of those unwritten sneaky kind of needs for pittsburgh in this year's draft class the the top three spots are pretty much solidified and then there's a gigantic question mark after the top three
1: yeah Uh, that you would assume what does pittsburgh do yeah, you'd assume Calvin would fill that, but there's no guarantee with him missing all of last year and yeah. everything else.
0: Yeah, and that's me saying him as the number three.
1: True, 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 true. Yeah. You're assuming yeah, he's so, going to fill that.
0: Yeah, yeah, assuming that he can fill number three, big question mark after that. Uh, and that's, like you just mentioned, not even a guarantee that he's going to be, you know, back to what he was at college ball. He was an excellent receiver in college. Uh, he hasn't had a chance to even play a preseason game yet, so. Yeah. We'll see how that translates for him. Uh, but I like being able to address that wide receiver position at some point in the draft. I don't think it necessarily has to be high. Although I also won't be surprised if Pittsburgh does something crazy like drafts a wide receiver in the second round. I know. I and know. And then, then just moves on from Deontay Johnson. As long this. as I,
1: I just don't I as much as I would like to see it for Kenny Pickett, I don't want to see I don't want to see uh Jordan Addison. we're going to have to trade up for that. And I don't think it's a position that we need to trade up for right now.
0: I think that, and this is something that I, I saw recently. If Pittsburgh trades back at 17, I could see him being a late first or, or that 32. I could see him being available at either one of those spots. Cause the thing is when he came to the combine, he was small, he was light and he didn't run anywhere near as fast as people thought he was gonna. Yeah. He was a four, four, nine at like 510, 173 pounds. So he's little and not as fast as we thought he was. Yeah. So there's a lot of questions at it now. And a lot of people saying, okay, well, Jackson and Smith and Jigba and you know, this guy and that guy are all probably going to go in front of him. He might still be there at 32 or even later than that. And you might be able to, to grab him. And if you trade back a couple of times, address that in some other high need positions at the same time
1: yeah yeah so i have to see what happens again just to go over this real quick one more time uh i drafted nolan smith 24th overall jack campbell 49th overall cody mock 53 overall steve avila 56th overall tyreek stevenson 61st overall jordan battle 80th overall gianu benton at 103 overall brenton strange at 234 and elijah higgins at 241 uh, again, this draft is assuming Pittsburgh accepts two trades that I happen to accept in those mock drafts. So, uh, look forward to more mock drafts in the future, and also potentially one coming to TikTok here soon. So we'll try to share that out once we get that going. James, anything else to add?
0: No, no, man. I, I like your draft. I think the team would be drastically better if they went this direction, uh, and I am personally hoping to see at least one trade back uh, on the the draft of draft weekend for sure yeah uh, we've got a couple more of these podcasts for you between now and the nfl draft two more
1: two if i'm not mistaken
0: that means two more mock drafts coming your way yeah uh so uh, we'll get as creative as we can for it try to think outside of the box uh and drafted a pun the
1: first no i'm just kidding <laughs> nah nah Kicker. exactly uh gotta give gotta give boswell some competition so again
0: the, i hey, did scout two kickers in the pre-draft process. (laughs) Okay,
1: before we get into the drama of that, we thank you guys so much for listening and following. Be sure to follow and like on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Subscribe and ring the bell. It's free. And until next time, this is your host, James and Cody, signing off. Peace.